Hi everyone, my name is Asma and I'm happy to welcome you to our PwC Workforce Podcast Series. The topic of today is the future of mobility. Nowadays, we clearly see that sustainable mobility is high on the agenda. For employers, this is important as they are dealing with the question on how to create a model shift in the way they deal with mobility in their environment and especially for their employees. So one of the questions could be, are you still an attractive employer if you foresee expensive polluting cars in your salary packages? Or is offering more flexibility and alternatives the new trend? I will be joined today by my colleagues, Bert Lombard and Maxim Dömeling, who are both mobility experts with a reward tax background. Together, we will guide you and give you insights on what we expect and what are the main challenges employers have to deal with in the near future. So let's start with a general question. Maxime, can you tell me what is the trend we see in the market around mobility? Thank you, Esma, for the introduction and your question. I think that we are stating the obvious by saying that everything around the topic mobility is rather hot and high on the agenda of many companies. We also have quite some traction on this topic in the news and currently also at the level of our governments. But if you speak about trends around mobility and what determines the discussion today around how to move forward and where we will be or need to go, I think there are a number of elements in play today. So uh, firstly, you have the push towards electrification. On an European level, it's very clear you have the Green Deal that definitely push car manufacturers to build and expand their fleet with electric cars. We already see that there is a broader choice of electric cars on the market. But still, if you compare this with yeah, normal fossil cars, these electric vehicles are rather expensive. But we see changes on the markets and new, cheaper models are introduced. And if we speak about electrification, we also see that popularity of electric bikes is also increasing significantly over the last few years. This is also a very uh, popular benefit in cafeteria plants. Besides, you also see that technology is moving rather rapidly and many startup companies are focusing on developing technologies around mobility. For example, the use of technology increases safety but also allows us to see where we can park or use our mobile phone for purchasing, for example, bus train tickets or uh, shared bikes, cars. In addition, technology also allows us to track our movements and it can help us to organize or commute by, for example, what is the best means of transportation at a certain moment in time. So, uh, we have already discussed the increase of the electric vehicles and technology, but you also have to take into account the changing legislation. Recently, our governments came to an agreement regarding the future tax landscape of company cars, which we will also further elaborate during this podcast. And yeah, last but not least, we have COVID, which showed us that many of us can work from home and possibly will continue to work from home, which opens questions around our transportation needs as well. 
do you still need a company car in such a case or always or have it always available to you so ESMA taking into account all these yeah, new elements trends we can definitely say that we have a new mobility environment and needs thank you Maxime um you have just referred to the very recent agreements reached by our government, and we saw in the press that for company cars, much is about to change. Bart, can you share some light on this, please? Uh, hi, Asma, and, and, and thank you for your question, and, and, and more than happy to. Um, I think, um, to, to be clear, we don't have the final text yet, um, but, but we are seeing um, uh, information uh, coming out there uh, today in, in the press, which is basically in, in line with uh, the government statement uh, already. So um, I think if, if, if you look at the, the markets, uh, what we see in practice uh, over the years is, is being... Um, emphasized with uh, with legislation and what did we see in practice is basically that there's quite already a move to uh, electrification um, many companies are, are looking at their fleets introducing hybrid cars and, and uh, once they become more available electric cars already and this is now being uh, emphasized by uh, legislation so to answer your question what 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 will change um, I think we'll see uh, a, a number of uh, things changing the coming years with, with uh, two or three uh, dates to keep in mind. Um, the first milestone uh, which uh, will most likely be introduced is, is 23. What will change from, uh, from that moment? Um, as from that moment, every car that's being introduced in your fleet um, will still be tax deductible if it's either zero emission or uh, a polluting car. Um, but the cars introduced in your fleet between 23 and 25 will be, uh, and which are uh, polluting cars, will be uh, tax deductible, but that cost will, or the tax deductibility will decrease over the, the years to come. And uh, that will end uh, in, in 28, basically, um, where they no longer will be uh, tax deductible. So this means that your fleet, if you still want to introduce cars which are polluting, will become more um, uh, costly uh, for you as an employer um, to provide uh, a company car which is not uh, cost, uh, a CO2 uh, neutral. Uh, the second element which um, or date which is being introduced in legislation is 26. What happens as from that moment, uh, every new car which is then introduced in your fleet uh, will no longer be tax deductible if it's not a zero emission car. Um, and also, um, if you introduce a zero emission car, uh, 26, it will be still fully tax deductible. But uh, the government also foresees for a gradually uh, reduction of the tax deductibility also for electrical um, uh, vehicles which have zero emission or zero emission uh, cars in uh, in a broader sense over the years. And by uh, 2030, um, it will reduce to uh, even uh, 67.5. So basically, what we are seeing in, in the changes in the legislation is really the uh, that the tax is going to be used by the government to uh, phase out the polluting uh, cars in the fleet, which they then um, have the intention or hope that uh, it will be uh, spilled over to the uh, broader market uh, where second-hand cars are being uh, bought. So there's definitely a real uh, intention of the government to uh, move to the zero emission of uh, cars. Um, 
what's also in the legislation is um, obviously if you want to go for electrification you need to make sure that uh, you, you're able to charge your cars so on the the second hand uh, of parts of the legislation really focuses on um, the uh, installment of uh, electric chargers both by companies and um, individuals for companies they they foresee a, a corporate tax deduction of uh, 200 percent which decreases over time to the extent that um, you are able to offer uh, accessibility to your facilities um, uh, for the public and uh, for individuals there's a tax reduction foreseen in the law um, if you install a uh, charger at home part of the costs uh, that you incur uh, for the installment under some uh, conditions uh, most likely uh, will be uh, granting you a tax benefit so you can uh, claim back part of the investment you do as an individual as well so as you see we're, we're uh, really um, via the tax legislation are putting to a more sustainable fleet uh, going forward obviously mm. Thank you, Bart. Um, it seems to be a very structured plan. <laughs> so um, I also recall that some years ago, the mobility budget made some noise. Um, what about this alternative? Was this also a topic discussed by the government? Maybe Maxime here? Well, Asma, one of the items that were approved by our government recently was to broaden the scope of the mobility budget to all employees who are entitled to a company car. According to the current legislation, employees who are entitled to a company car have to go a waiting period of 12 months, except for the new employees. Uh, based on what we read on the website of Minister Van Petegem, this waiting period will be abolished. And in addition, the government has also the clear intention to reduce some of the formalities to introduce the budget, which will make it definitely more interesting for, uh, interesting for companies to implement this system, but also for employees to hand in their car for the budget. On the other hand, they are also broadening the scope of the possible alternatives which can be used under the so-called first and second pillar which is basically the means on how to spend your budget. So the first pillar is the choice for more eco-friendly car, where they are also planning to align the possible choices with the regulation as mentioned by Bart before. In the second pillar, they are planning to allow additional costs to be covered, like, for example, parking uh, for commuting, but also subscription for public transports, and not only for the employee, but also for his family members, which is new. Another expense that can be covered by the second pillar and for which, can, which you can use budgets is renting or buying a house close to where you work. The current range of 5 kilometers between your house and work will be extended to 10 kilometers. So uh, employees will still be motivated to live close to their work. And by the way, what is also interesting is what we see in the renting markets, that renting out or organizing co-housing close to the office is also increasing in popularity. So, yeah, taking into account these new efforts, we can definitely say, Asma, that the government is continuing its belief in the mobility budgets as an alternative for the company car. Thank you, Maxim. Um, it seems clear in which direction the government is moving and, and what they are trying to achieve via tax legislation. Thanks. Um, now, another point of view. How do you see organizations 
positioning themselves and what is the role of the employer in such contexts. Bart, can you maybe elaborate a bit on this, please? Yes, sure, uh, Asma. Um, I think as an employer, there, there are a number of, of, of elements you uh, you obviously want to take into account um, when, when determining uh, your position uh, in this. I think uh, first aspect is obviously um, um, you want to um, find, attract, keep your, your talented people, but, but you want to do that in a way that you keep your costs uh, under control. In the end, you're running a business, uh, you want to be able to budget for uh, for costs. So um, looking into the future, um, especially around mobility and, and investments um, uh, in, in this respect, which which are usually, uh, especially if we're talking about company cars on, on a longer term basis, uh, if it is around uh, four to five years uh, in generally, um, it's, it's quite important to, to to keep an eye on tax legislation, obviously, because that that will um, keep um, pushing and, and determining your uh, your costs. That's uh, that's one. But on the other hand, as I said, um, you want to run your business. Uh, one of the key uh, elements in, in doing it is, is obviously your people. So I think you also need to listen to your employees and, and really understand what their needs are. Also around uh, mobility, uh, but also around uh, flexibility. Uh, I think Maxim already mentioned it uh, earlier uh, in this podcast that that we are seeing over the years quite a real good um, uh, in interest of the employees in in uh, flexibility, especially when it comes down to um, let's say e-bikes, uh, for instance. Uh, we have seen quite a number of uh, companies already providing those to uh, to the employees, and and those plans are quite hot uh, with the employees as well. And with the current uh, COVID situation, I think yeah, there's also um, an, an ask of the employees going forward to, to use this flexibility in, in, in working and working from home or working on distance, which obviously has an impact around uh, your mobility uh, position going forward. So basically, yeah, you need to keep an eye on, on tax law, to, to which, which determines costs. You need to keep an eye on what Maxim already mentioned, uh, what the market is doing uh, and evolving around technology. You need to know what your employees are doing. But uh, lastly, I think you also um, see quite a trend already on uh, basically your uh, investors and shareholders, what their view is, because nowadays we see that uh, ESG um, is, is quite hot and um, the, the companies are being really pushed uh, and, and questioned about their uh, positions on this. So including uh, environment, social and, and governance in your goals on your short and long term will, will obviously uh, become more important. And mobility can indeed play part of this. Maybe not the most important one, but at least uh, it will play part uh, in this. So basically, if you ask me yeah, what's what's the role of the uh, the, the, the company here and, and what are uh, and the employees and what are we seeing in the market? It's really uh, a mixture of those elements to, to take into account. And based on that is to determine together with your, your management what your long-term goals are that you want to achieve around uh, mobility. And then in the second phase, once you're clear on that, is really start thinking and drafting the paths uh, uh, to that, uh, how you want to reach that, taking into account uh, what, what legislation determines. But you really need to think about at that point in time, what, uh, if you want to reduce a new mobility uh, policy, um, if you want to change your infrastructure, uh, foresee charging points, uh, perhaps have some flexible working hours, keep an eye on technology, which uh, keeps on uh, popping up and, and basically 
start uh, <clears throat> providing the tools uh, to your employees to to reach together with you that goal. And then finally, um, it's it's all about I think communication with your employees because obviously you're not going to reach your goals if you don't have the uh, buy-in of your employees as well. Um, and you want to guide them um, towards uh, your goals to uh, to achieve in the future. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Bart. Uh, in fact, it's already the end of this podcast. So let me thank you both again for sharing your insights on the future of mobility. We are clearly in the middle of a rapidly changing environment with respect to focus on ecology, changes in the fleet world, but also quickly evolving technology. On top of this, the COVID crisis has shown that many of us can work differently. And this has to be taken into consideration as well when thinking about mobility. As an employer, the long-term vision will guide you when drafting the way to a new mobility policy. Thanks again, Maxime and Bart. Thanks to all the listeners. Let's subscribe on the different platforms to get a direct link to our podcast and stay tuned for the next edition. Wishing you a nice day.